Well, y'all give the Lord a hand clap in this place today. It's so good to welcome back. Praise God. Amen. I know it looked a little different. Amen. Seating a little different. Limited capacity. Things of that nature. But I want to give all of the, I guess I'm going to call them essential workers of, of, of our church a hand clap. Amen. You got the stream team. Give them a hand clap. Got your music team, amen, and then your administrative team, and all of you that has been helping, amen. You they got the checkpoint out there, nice checking temperatures, amen. Providing masks, keeping everybody safe, altered the service flow. Thank God for all of the wisdom, amen, that He has given us, amen. And I thank God that everybody that came back today, amen. Everybody temperature was fine, amen. Every that means God has been keeping you. The scriptures say it is he that has kept you and not you yourself. Amen. So you're not lucky. You're blessed. Amen. You're not lucky. You're blessed. Amen. The hand of God is keeping you because it can happen to anybody. And I was thinking today, praise God, it's been since March, I think around the 15th. So literally about 90 days. Amen. Since we were able to come together. And that thank God, amen, that God has kept us, amen, because if you're driving around, you notice some business is closing, some church is closing, amen, and we just have to be very thankful to God that he kept us, amen, and that his hand has been with us, amen, and we still have somewhere to fellowship and go to church, amen, so I thank God for that. That's why the Bible says, in everything, give thanks, amen, I remember when this first started, Amen. Every day I would wake up, I would just say, God, I thank you for letting me see another day. Because I know, amen, that it's only God can keep you. Praise God. So stand up. I think they got your security on the side. Amen. I will offer instructions a little different. Y'all follow the directions. Amen. And just remember as you get ready to give, amen, I was thinking about it. And, you know, when you begin to give to God, give with a good attitude. Amen. Because your giving it is, is an expression of your worship and your gratitude. When you really love somebody, you don't mind giving to them. Praise God. So stand up and get ready to sow into the kingdom of God. And just know that God will press it down, shake it together, and cause it to run over. Praise God. So we're going to have our offering time, and then we're going to get into the word. Praise God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we come before you right now. 
God, I ask, oh God, that you bless these that gave. God, bless those that have been faithful, consistently sowing into your beautiful, unmovable, unchangeable kingdom. Oh, God, I thank you for being a God that provides God for us, God, because everything that we give, every seed that we sow, God, only is because you give us the strength and the wisdom to go out and get it. So I thank you, God, and I ask that you return it to everyone, pressed down, shaking together, running over. In Jesus' name, praise God. Amen. 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 I want y'all to stand up with me and pray with me. I haven't been able to pray with you guys. Amen. In about 90 days. Praise God. So I want to pray with my church family. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all don't mind praying for a minute, huh? Amen. Because we have so much to thank God for. Amen. God has been keeping us. Amen. God has been with us. And I'm so grateful. Amen. Sean, you can turn me up just a little bit right here. Amen. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. God, I just come before you right now, God, in all meekness and humility and God, in lowliness of mind, God, thanking you for your sovereign hand, God, keeping your people, God. Thank you for the angelic host, oh God, that you dispatch to watch over every believer. God, and how you don't allow anything to happen to the believer except you allow it. And for that, I'm grateful. God, for that, I'm thankful. God, and I appreciate you, God. God, I just worship you. Let us lift up our hands and worship him right now. Amen. God, I just worship you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. God, we bless you right now, God. We glorify you all over this place, God. God, wherever they're watching from, oh God, let them join in, God, in spirit, oh God. God, let them feel the same glory that we feel in the house today, God. God, let us be connected in spirit, oh God. God, everywhere, God. God, we just lift up our hands, God. God, we lift up our voices, oh God. God, in thanksgiving, oh God. God, and in worship, oh God. God, and we exalt you, oh God. God, we magnify you, oh God. God, because it is you that have kept us and not we ourselves. God, for we are the sheep of your pasture. You are the bishop and shepherd of our souls. God, David been in the same God that you led him beside the still waters. God, your rod and your staff, they comforted him. Hallelujah, Lord God. God, you protected him from his enemies, oh God. God, you didn't let harm come to him to the point, God. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley, hallelujah, Lord, of the shadow of death, he said, I will fear no evil because you are with me. I feel like that today, God. To fear no evil, God, because you are with me, God. God, it's your rod and your staff that comforts your people, God. And I thank you for being a good shepherd. 
Jesus, you begin to say you are the good shepherd, the perfect shepherd, the master shepherd. Hallelujah. And God, even when we were scattered for 90 days, you kept your sheep, God. Because you preserved your sheep, God. God, we had to do things a little different, but you kept us, oh God. God, because the scriptures say no means, God. He said you give us power over all the power of the enemy, God. God, and nothing shall harm us, oh God. You kept us, oh God. God, you kept us, oh God. You watched over us, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord. And I don't want a moment to slip without acknowledging that you kept us and also letting you know that we're grateful for your sovereign hand. I'm grateful. God, you kept my wife. I'm grateful. God, you kept my daughter, God. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm grateful. God, you kept my son, God. Hallelujah. And I'm grateful. God, you kept me, God. God, we never stopped working, oh God. God, even going out working, oh God, you gave us wisdom, oh God. God, you taught us, oh God, in this season, God. God, how to maneuver, God. God, as David said, you taught his hands how to walk, God. God, you taught me, oh God. God, you taught me, God. You showed me insight, God, and wisdom and knowledge, oh God. God, and it is because of you, oh God, God, that I've been preserved, God. God, that we have been preserved, God. That my family has been preserved, oh God. God, my father, oh God. God, he tested the other day, God. Negative, oh God. God, thank you, oh God. God, all of my brothers, oh God. God, you kept them, oh God. God, my mother, oh God. God, you kept them, oh God. God, I haven't heard, God, no one in my family, God. God, and I know it's not because we're so good. God, I know it's not because, oh God. God, we have passed every test. But it's because of you, oh God. Only because of you, oh God. Only because of you, oh God. God, and I'm careful, oh God, to give you the praise, God. God, and every person that came in this building today, God, God, not one couldn't enter in. You kept them all, God. Everyone returned healthy, strong. I'm grateful, God. Hallelujah, Lord, God. Oh, God, many people don't know, God. But God, we can't keep ourselves, oh God. God, we can't watch over ourselves, oh God. God, it is the angels, oh God, that you assign to your people, oh God. That you keep your people, and I thank you. God, and even in the event, God, God, I know that we're confident, God. God, that if you allow sickness to come because Christians get the flu, God, Christians catch colds, God, even in scriptures, God, but you call, you say, God, that you can heal every disease. God, you said there's no sickness, oh God, that you can't cure, oh God. For you are Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals your people, God. So, God, I know, God, that you can still heal, oh God. God, and even beyond that, there's comfort, oh God. God, that even in death, oh God. God, the hope that you have given us, oh God. It takes us beyond the grave, oh God. God, even in death, oh God, the Bible says precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. God, and even Paul began to say to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, which is far better. So God, no matter what happened, as long as we're in right standing with you, 
all is well. In health and sickness and in death, don't matter. You're with us. You said you would never leave us or forsake us. And you did not. I thank you for preserving this church, God, in this season. To where we can come back together again and gather. I thank you, oh God, that we still have somewhere to worship. And God, I see the other side of COVID, God. God, it will pass. God, you will handle it. God, you will release medicine into the earth. God, you will release healing in the earth. God, but until then, God, keep your people, oh God. Preserve us, oh God. God, for you didn't say that the world would end from a pandemic. God, the world will end when you come back and you do what the scripture said. So this is a season that we must endure. But I thank you for your word that has given us wisdom to keep us, oh God, in Jesus' name. God, and now as we go into the word, open up our hearts to eat from the word of the Lord. Let nothing hinder your word today. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name, powerful name, amen. You may be seated, praise God. Praise God. I think I need just a little more, if you could, just right here, Sean. Just for me, just a little bit, just for me. Amen, just for me. Amen, it's good to be back, that's good, that sounds good. Good to be back in the house. Y'all give God another hand clap. Amen. 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 And to all of you, amen, that's still being cautious, still being patient before you return, God bless you. May the same blessing be upon you. Amen. Don't feel any condemnation, any guilt. If you feel like you still need more time and you're being cautious, that is your God-given right. So that don't mean that you don't have faith. That just means, amen, if you have a health condition or if you're elderly, amen, and you want to protect yourself even further, amen, you have that right, amen. But all of you that came out, amen, thank God for you, amen. But we all still equal. Thank God for live stream, amen, because, hey, we're going to have in-house and live stream, so it may be hybrid. Some people going to come in and some people going to watch online. But I pray the same anointing that I feel in this place can visit you right where you are. Praise God. So y'all ready for the word today? Amen. Come on. Y'all got to be more excited than that. Are y'all ready for the word? Amen. It's been three months. Amen. Since we've been able to come together. Y'all ready for the word of God today? Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Let's go to first Peter. Amen. Title of this message today is crossing your Jordan. Amen. Crossing your Jordan. Amen. And I want to share with you what God put in my heart. Amen. And this word is prophetic in nature because what it is, it's going to show you we're going to walk through when God began to bring them across the Jordan. Amen. And when they got ready to move across Jordan, there was a lot of history. Forty years had passed from the time that God took them out of Egypt to the point that they were getting ready to cross Jordan into the promised land, praise God. So you're looking at a 40-year history of them getting ready to make a move and cross over into Jordan, or cross Jordan and move into Canaan that God had promised them. 
So, amen, when I was thinking about this, I read some history, and you got to go back, and you start doing your history, and you go into the Word of God. And you remember in the book of Exodus, God spoke to Moses, and he told him to go get the people out of there. So, listen to this. Whenever God called them out of Egypt, amen, y'all all know he first appeared to Moses. And when he appeared to Moses, he told him to take his people out of there. So they started their journey. They entered it out of Egypt. God split the Red Sea. They went in on dry ground. And guess who grabbed the tambourine? Guess who? How many of you know who the praise and worship leader was when they came out of Egypt? Miriam. Y'all remember the Bible say how she grabbed the tambourine and they started singing and praising God? Because she was like the praise and worship leader. They had Aaron there. Y'all know who Aaron was? Aaron was Moses' mouthpiece, and he was the first high priest. Very important. He came out of Egypt with him. All of these people came out. And, of course, y'all know who Moses was, right? Moses was leading them. They came out of there. So when they came out of there, some things started happening in the wilderness. The wilderness is a place where things are not as stable. Things are not as solid. Things are not as, uh, it's not in a, a place of abundance. The wilderness is a time of proving. The wilderness is a time of testing. When God started to take them through the wilderness, the scripture says that God said in this season, he said, I'm going to try you and prove you so that I can know what's in your heart. So when God started taking them through that wilderness, a lot of things about the people that were journeying was revealed in their heart. Praise God. So when they started traveling through the wilderness, they started murmuring. They started complaining. They started longing to go back to Egypt. All of these things started coming up to the point to where, now look at what happened. So in one stop, Miriam was lost in the wilderness. Miriam got unhappy. She started complaining about it. And next thing you know, leprosy hit her. She slowed the move down when the leprosy hit her. The next thing you know, she came back. And then all of a sudden, she got she died out there. They buried her along the way. And then they kept on moving, kept on moving. Aaron died out there. Moses took him up on a mount, stripped him of all his garments. He died in the wilderness. Then they got all the way they moving forward. They moving forward. After 40 years, people of God, think about this. After 40 years, God spoke to Moses, told Moses, you're the person that I'm going to use to bring in. Moses had one violation in 40 years. His, uh, he dealt with all of the murmuring, all of the complaining. Miriam, his own sister, lost his sister in the wilderness. He lost Aaron in the wilderness. He, and all through all of that, God was keeping him. Because the scriptures testified and said Moses was the meekest man in the whole world. And after 40 years, Moses getting ready to move and bring him in, and the people got to him. And with Moses, that's why in leadership, you got to make sure you have the right temperament. you got to make sure you keep the right temperament. Because Moses got upset, and Moses got frustrated with the people, and God told him, hey, you remember I told you how that rock was following him in the wilderness, and the scriptures say that rock was Christ? Well, Moses, God told Moses, hit the rock, and when you hit the rock, the water going to come out of the rock. Well, Moses, after all of this time dealing with these people as he was moving, Moses got upset. He lost his cool, and he hit that rock, and he said, drink, you rebels. His only mistake in 40 years. 
was getting frustrated with the people of God. Leaders are held to a higher standard, whether you believe it or not. All of the things that those people did, you could have said, God, that's not fair. Look at what Miriam did. Look at what Aaron did. Look, it got so bad in the wilderness that God had to raise up fiery serpents and bite the people to destroy them in the wilderness. Can you imagine how toxic that environment was, how bad that air was? And then God said, okay, build this thing here. And when they look upon it, the, 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 the bite from the serpent going to go away. So all of these people, they were going through the wilderness. And when it got down to it, you had, you, did, you lost Miriam, praise and worship leader. You lost Aaron and then Moses himself. So all of this going on, God told Moses, you can look at the promised land, but you can't go in. Now, the good thing about it, Moses still got into the kingdom of God. But the physical, see, sometimes you can still be saved, but some things can cost you some things on this earth. Sometimes you can set yourself back, but don't get so discouraged because if you're still alive, you still got a chance to get in, praise God. So here we are walking up to Jordan. And remember what the wilderness was. It was a time of testing. It was a time of proving. It was a time of trial. And God, I'm going to share this with me about a lot of you. And you that's watching, that you've been going through a wilderness, seemed like for a very, very, very long time. The wilderness is a time when your marriage may be unstable. Your finances may be unstable. You've got different sins that you're battling with that you just can't seem to get a handle on. And you're going through this wilderness, and it seems like your life never finds stability. Do I have any witnesses? Seems like you can just never get solid traction. Praise God. But all of that was by design because there's a season of wilderness for you individually, for your families, for your marriages, for your career. When you come to God, God automatically starts moving you forward. But there is seasons of difficulty that you must go through because in these wilderness seasons, that's the time when God is purging the world out of you. And wilderness feels like you're alone. It feels like you're by yourself. It feels like you can't find the strength that you need. But that's by design. Because in the wilderness, that's how you learn God. You learn his voice. When you can't get to me, when you can't get to your brother, you can't get to your sister, then guess what you got to learn how to do? You got to learn how to rely on the voice of God. When you're going through your wilderness, the goal should be of getting my spiritual senses king to be in tune with God. Because God is going to take you by the hand when you're going through your wilderness seasons and he is the one that's going to manifest himself to you and lead you and guide you. Your wilderness is by design. But when God put this on my heart, he said, now it's time to cross your Jordan. In other words, God is saying, I'm ready to bring your life into a stable place. No more in and out, no more up and down, no more lukewarm, no more lacking poverty and battling with lust for 12 years, battling the same addiction for 15 years, same mind battles just following you and following you, up and down, in and out. God say, no, now it's time for me to bring you through this Jordan, to get you out of this wilderness and bring some stability into your life. 
Anybody ready to get stabilized? It's time to get settled. Let me show you this right here. First Peter chapter five. Look what he says. Verse 10, beautiful scripture. They say, but the God of all grace. And when he's talking about grace, he's talking about how the grace of God can come. And in any season of your life, the grace of God can keep you, praise God. It was the grace of God that kept you for 90 days when you couldn't come to church. You know that? Do you realize that it was the grace of God that visited you and the grace of God can transform and become whatever you need? That's why I say my grace is sufficient because whatever you need it to be in your life, it can become that. Praise God. He says, the God of all grace who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. He say, after you have suffered a while, he make you perfect. He establish you. He strengthen you. And he settle you. The wilderness seasons of life, that's a suffering time, praise God. That's a time when God is removing things out of your life, when God is teaching you him. That's where you start to learn that God can heal you. That's where you, God starts teaching you his word. That's the time when God starts teaching you how to rely on him, and he removes all the idols out of your life. Praise God. God starts to move idols out of your life. And how many of you know idols manifest in many different ways? Idol, your preacher can become your idol. Your church can become your idol. Your brothers and sisters can become your idol. And God, see, this time here was perfect because in order for you to survive this season we just went through, you had to have a solid relationship with God alone. Amen. And God show you, I can keep you. Praise God. How many of you God kept you? Anybody God dealt with you in these 90 days? How many times you opened your Bible and God just started opening up that word and giving you strength and giving you comfort and giving you joy? Praise God. God can do that. So now God is saying it's time to move into stability. And I thought about this word and I thought about this ministry as a whole. And I started to think about it as we're approaching two years. I started to think about it in this passage. And I just started thinking about the things that we've been through, praise God. And I'm grateful for it all because without adversity, there is no learning. <laughs> a lot of times you don't want to go through anything, but out of frustration, wisdom is born. How many of you know you can't have solutions without problems? A lot of you seeing all the protests and, and all the violence and all of the things that's going on. But this is what I believe. All things work together for good for them that love God and called according to his purpose. And now you may just look at it from the natural mind, but nothing can happen except God allow it. I know on the other side of all of these protests, you seeing there's going to be a lot of changes in laws. There's going to be a lot of changes in police departments. There's going to be a lot of changes in policies. But without the disruption, you don't have attention brought to problems. And a lot of times disruptions bring awareness to where problems are. Praise God. Anytime you see disruptions and anytime you see people like what to do, what to do, that means it's time for a shift. Because that means it's time for things to be reformed. Because that means it's time for new courses of action, praise God. 
And I have no doubt in my mind that that's what we're going to see. I'll give you a for instance. Starbucks said, well, you can't wear this. A lot of people say we're not having that. Two days change their mind. The Bible says there's a time to be silent. And then there's a time to speak. He said there's a time for peace. And there's a time for war. And right now, America is going through some turbulent things. But on the other side of this, I believe we're going to have a better country. If you don't believe that, where's your faith? You don't think that all of these people that's calling on God and all of these people that's believing God, you don't think God is going to intervene and go in these courthouses and it's going to make more people want to go vote. It's going to make more people pay attention. It's gonna, let me just show you something right here. See, this is what you got to do. Because a lot of times the media, they put so many things out there. And if you have a certain station that you like to watch, then you will start to see the whole world just from that one station. I saw where a lot of people watch Fox, a lot of people watch CNN. Guess what I learned? You got people in the back offices that you don't know that control what these people say on TV. And it's up to you to filter through. Is this true? Is that true? I saw where Fox came out and they dug up something that CNN reported. CNN had to come apologize. But then I saw CNN come out and say, well, look, Fox did this. Fox had to release a statement and apologize. But the average person, they would just watch and consume everything they get without realizing that these people are competing for audiences. And they got certain bases and they got to appeal to the people that watch them. It's up to you as a citizen to, to go and fact check. The Bible says when the spirit of God comes, he leads you and guides you into all truth. How do you know what God is? God is wherever the truth is. Whatever is true, that's God. So I'm not so naive and say, okay, I'm only going to watch this channel. I'm only going to vote this way. You're not going to get me so allegiance to a party to where my party come up with a law that I don't like. And I say, well, that's my party. No, I'm not going to be that shallow. I don't care if you end up, if you affiliated with me and you do something that's not godly that I don't feel comfortable with. I'm not going to roll with you just because, oh, we're in the same party. We got to mature past that. We got to be about what's right more than we're about our parties. So I believe on the other side of Corona, because our country was the hardest hit. You think that was an accident or you think God trying to get in touch with our country? Think about it for a minute. (laughs) Nothing can happen except God allow it. And then you look at all the violence that's going on. God is trying to bring this country to a better place. But in order for any time, any time you're trying to move forward, you can't move forward without friction. That's just the way it's designed, people of God. Praise God. So I believe, amen, and I'm prayerful that on the other side of all of these things that's going on, I believe we're going to see better times. Amen. How many of you believe that today? Amen. And I'm prayerful. Amen. I believe that. But amen, we can't, we can't be silent. You can't, you can't be ignorant. You can't be naive. Amen. You got to be involved in your communities. You got to be involved in your society. Praise God. Amen. So let's go over here to the book of Joshua. And we're talking about crossing your Jordan. 
Let's go to the book of Joshua. Remember, Moses gone, Aaron gone, and Miriam gone. <laughs> Praise God. All right, so let's go to the book of Joshua, and let's go to the very first chapter. Verse 1, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. So now therefore arise and go over this Jordan. He said, thou and all these people unto the land which I'm giving them, even to the children of Israel. He said, every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that have I given you, as I said to Moses. He said, from the wilderness, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Verse 5, and there shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. He said, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you, and I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. What I took from those first five verses, praise God. Because when you position yourself right where God wants you to be, no man can stop you and get in your way. The days of excuses that humans are in my way, when you start thinking that humans are in your way, you don't know God. I think I need to say that again. The day that you think human beings can stop the destiny that God has put over your life, you don't know God. Because God said, as long as you position yourself exactly how I'm telling you to position yourself, he said, no man will be able to stand in front of you. That's a promise. And then beyond that, he said, and when you go into this land, he said, I won't fail you. He said, but I'm going to be with you. But look what he told him in that next verse. He said, now two verses, six and seven. Here's what God is requiring. To be strong. And of a good courage. How many of you know separating from people you grew up with all your life? It takes some courage to do that. <laughs> You're trying to move forward and God is pulling you in a direction and God is leading you and God is guiding you and God is telling you he's trying to bring you out of bondage, bring you out of sin, bless your family. Don't you know that it takes courage to do that? A lot of people can never become all that God has called them to be just because they're afraid. They start moving forward and people get in their ear and they let that fear paralyze them. You can't let fear paralyze you. If God is trying to bring you into entrepreneurship, you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid. You can't conquer. You can't do anything great in this world if fear is governing your life. Because all you're going to be is a person that sit on the side while the courageous people going out and they're prospering, they're living free, they're living clean lives, and God is with them. And all you're going to do is be the kind of person that sit on the side and be negative and criticize people that's moving forward. But you got to, this is what God told Joshua. He said, Joshua, I'm taking these people forward, and the only thing I require of you is that you have courage in your heart because if you don't have courage, I can't use you. How many of you remember the story when Gideon was going to war? <laughs> Gideon was getting ready to go to war and God said, look, I see you have all of these people around you 
He said, but anybody that's fearful and anybody that's afraid, send them home. Can you imagine the man of God? We up here checking temperatures. He checking fear. Think about that. You, to get in this building, we had to check the natural temperature. But to get in the move of God, he had to check the temperature of your fear. Because you, if you're afraid and if you're a coward, you can't change society. You can't revolutionize the world. You can't do anything great if fear paralyzes you. Because every time you move forward, fear is going to start speaking to you. And all of these phobias and all of this going to get in your mind. Because all fear does is make you seek comfort. If you're the kind of person that only does things that's comfortable, then you got to say, man, am I just a, a coward? But you got to, this is how you know you're moving forward in life. When you're feeling stress. When you're feeling anxiety. When you're feeling, when you, because now you're stretching yourself. Praise God. When, you, when you're getting ready to decide on going into this business and it's bothering you. You stretching yourself. That's because you're looking for more wisdom. When you get in, this is what I've learned about myself through the years. This is what I learned about myself. Whenever I'm learning new things, I can feel it in my mind. I get a little anxious. And what I learned is that's my spirit man is eating what I'm learning. I get alert. I get aware. I get, I move and I started to learn. Whenever you are becoming a new person, whenever you're growing, whenever you're stretching, you should feel that in your spirit, praise God. Things should challenge you, praise God. I hope I'm helping somebody today. He told Joshua, he said, be strong and of a good courage. Then look what he told him in verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. He said, turn not to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This is a principle. As long as you position, this point number one, as long as you position yourself exactly where God told you to be, you're never going to lose. And point number two, as long as you're obedient to the word that God has given you, you're never going to lose. So if you want to guarantee success in your life, position yourself where God tell you and obey that word. If you position yourself and obey that word, good success is going to be following you all of your life. Everything you touch is going to prosper just like that word said. You need to know that. As long as you're in your sphere, as long as you're in your lane, as long as you want God place you, you can't be defeated. I didn't say you wouldn't be fought. I said you won't be defeated. See, you're going to be fought. The enemy is going to try to move you off your position. But as long as you're determined not to move off what God has spoken to you, you will come out victorious. A lot of people don't believe that. A lot of people don't believe that. He told Joshua, he said, all I need you to do is have some courage. And remember, this is after 40 years of those people. And you know what I like about the story? A lot of times you used to hear this part of the story when it talked about a 40-day journey turned into 40 years. Well, if you start a project, let's say you're trying to get free from a, 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 a lifetime addiction to some type of sin. 
And honestly, honestly, when you come to the altar and the power of God hits you, that thing can be broken off of you instantly. And some people experience that instantly they get free. But some people, they wrestle with things for many years. In other words, they wrestle with things longer than a lot of time they should wrestle with it. And so it is, was with these people. It took them 40 years to walk a 40-day journey. But even though it took them longer than they were supposed to, God still didn't change his mind about where he wanted to bring them. You can't get discouraged because it's taking you a little longer to find stability. What you need to know, even though it's taking me a little longer, that don't mean it's not going to happen. It's still going to happen, though it's taking me a little longer. God don't change his mind. If God said, I want you free, just keep fighting for it till you get it. So here they are. Look how beautiful this story is. So they come up to this water. They come up to this river. And that river, let's go to this chapter, chapter 5, chapter 3, verse 10. So this is a beautiful passage, chapter 10, chapter 3, verse 10. And Joshua said, hereby shall you know that the living God is among you and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Perizzites and the Gergesites and the Amorites and the Jebusites. So hold on. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven. You know what that seven different nationalities I just named? That's called competition. (laughs) Many of you understand competition. You always going to have something competing for what God has told you that he has given you. And I'm going to just bring it to the business term. Let's say you open a business and God has said, I'm going to bless your business. Well, the naive person want to go in business with no competition. No, you're going to have some Jebusites. You're going you to have some Amorites. You're going to have some people that open up. They may open up right by you. But what you going to do? When God gives you this land, when God gives it to you, that don't mean it's going to be easy without no opposition, no competition, and no resistance. But what it means is you still going to come out on top because even when the competition going to come, God is going to give you the wisdom on how to stay successful. Oh, yeah, you're going to have competition. You're going to have seven nations fighting for what God has given you. People, that's how it's designed. You can't can't see adversity and faint. You can't can't think that you're just going to move forward and you're trying to get free from things that's been plaguing your family for years and the enemy not going to try to keep you back there. Think about how important what you're doing is. Let's say God calls you to Christ and when you come to Christ, you you trying to break something. Uh, let's just say, for instance, you're trying to break alcoholism off of your lineage. People, have you ever seen the battle that some people have when they're trying to get these chemical, get victory over this chemical battle? When you pull away from any type of substance for a, 
And you just first telling yourself, I'm not doing this substance anymore. Well, your body has been enjoying that for years. And even to the point where it's no more than an enjoyment, it's an addiction. You see it's damaging you, but you can't stop. And for years, this has been following your family. Can you come to Christ and you get born again? Well, guess what happens? When you get born again, whatever was traveling to your family, it stops with you. That's why it's called born again. You move from under your family lineage into the lineage of Christ. Well, in Christ, there is no sickness. There is no poverty. There is no lack. There is no bondage. But you got to fight for that to manifest in your life. If you want those that's coming after you to not deal with that, how intense you think the battle going to be for you to break things that's been traveling in your family for years? Think about that. It's going to be warfare for you to keep that out of your family. Oh, I hope I'm helping somebody today. It's not that easy to conquer, y'all. It's not easy. But success is guaranteed. As long as you stay positioned how God positioned you, and as long as you stay obedient to the word that God is speaking to you, you will come out on top, but you will have a lot of opposition. Praise God. Y'all give the Lord a hand clap. <laughs> oh, yes, you will. You're going to have it. He said, behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passed over before you into Jordan. So what he was telling them, how many of you know what the Ark of the Covenant is? It was like a box, and they carried the testimonies and the word and the Ten Commandments that was in the Ark. And he said how he sent the priest and the Ark before the people, called the word and the testimonies of things that God had done before. And when he sent those people forward, when they started moving forward, he said, the Lord of all the earth. Think about why he said the Lord of all the earth. Because what he was telling them is, I made Jordan. He said, I know you see this mighty Jordan River. And you feel like this is just this huge, insurmountable obstacle. But the Lord of the earth are the one that made that. I can make that river do whatever I tell it to do. Oh, my God. In other words, God was trying to tell him, you have to know the capability of the God that you serve. You have to know that every obstacle in your path, though it's huge to you, to God, is nothing. Praise God. Look what he said. Now, therefore, take 12 men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe of man. And it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon a heap. God said as soon as the priests get in there and that ark is resting in the middle of that water, see, because the, the floods can't overthrow the word. See, as long as you're building your life on the word, it don't matter what life throw at you. The floods can come and beat up on that house. But Jesus said if your house is founded on this rock, he said they're going to beat, but that house won't fall. That's why you made it through this season, right? Because you've been building on that word. 
He said, so when the ark got in the middle of the water, it said it came to pass. <laughs> Boy, this is a beautiful story. When the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan, the priest bearing the ark of the covenant before the people, and as they that bear the ark were coming to Jordan, and the feet of the priest that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, because Jordan was overflowing all its banks all the time of the harvest. And what that's telling you is right when you're getting ready to cross over, that's when things are going to be fighting you the hardest. Right as you're getting ready to cross over into a stability, that's when it's going to seem like the floods are coming the most. Right while they was getting ready to cross Jordan, the floods, were the, the rivers was overflowing at its banks. Do you know what was beautiful about that? The harder the challenge for you, the more glory God gets. So the bigger your obstacles, the more glory can go to your God. When God so when their feet touched that water, look at what happened. Boy, this is amazing. The waters which came down from above, they stood and rose up on a heap very far from the city Adam that is beside Zaratan. And those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea fell and were cut off. And the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, they say they stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. See, when you're a leader, you got to stand firm. See, because leaders don't go into the waters first. Do you want to know why as a leader your trials are the hardest? Because God is going to send you before the people. So you got to get stability in you and you got to be tried, proven, tested. Because when you go before the people, that's going to make the people get courage because they see you standing. That's why you get fought so hard. Leaders get fought hard, man. I was listening to somebody today and they was talking about they, was, they had been praying, God, I want to help them. God, I want to do this. And I was just listening to them talk, and they would say, man, I was dealing with this, and I was battling this, and I, I was like, oh, you wanted to be a help to me, huh? When you got a burden for me, God shifted what I be feeling on you. All I heard, it sounded like I was listening to myself talk. And I was like, welcome to leadership. Because anytime you want to move into leadership, you're going to be fought tooth and nail for every inch of progress that you're making. Every inch of progress is going to be fought because God is calling you to go before. And when you remember, Moses traveled 40 years in the wilderness. And one mistake that you think would be a misdemeanor cost him entrance into the promised land. This man put up with these people for 40 years, y'all. And he let one little thing cause him to get aggravated. And it cost him going into the promised land. Leaders' margin of error is so small. Because God is entrusting you with so much. God is trusting you with the right to have somebody else look up to you for direction. Don't you know that that's a privilege to have people looking to you for guidance? To have somebody to have enough confidence in you to call you and say, what you think I should do about this? That is a huge honor. 
But in order for God to bring you to a place where people can rely upon you, he got to take you through the wilderness to prove you. Because he loved his people so much. He want leadership to be impeccable. Because a leader is called to serve, but to serve, God got to prove you first. Praise God. That's such, a, that's such an honorable, delicate place to live. And you got to make sure that you're keeping yourself circumspect. And you got to make sure that you're walking in an honorable manner. Because you may say, you may not, see, when you really connect to God, one person watching you mean the world to you. Because you got to think like God. When one sinner repents, all of heaven start rejoicing. You got to value each person that you lead or that acts for your advice. You got to view them like God viewed them. When that person turned to Christ, all of heaven rejoice and celebrate that that person came into the kingdom. And you got to have that same heart. I don't care if one person look up to you for Christ. That's a, that means the world to God. Church, you got to value this, man. You got to value that, praise God. That got to mean something to you that the young kids looking up to you for guidance. Praise God. So here they go, man. The priest, they put their foot in that water and they started moving forward. Praise God. And as they begin to move forward, the Bible said that the waters, y'all, can y'all imagine this? This river overflowing at the banks and then the next time you look at it, you see just standing up like a wall on each side. And when they just started to walk through that on dry ground, the scripture says they didn't, the waters didn't stop until everybody crossed over. That's the concept of God. The scriptures say that we all come into the unity of the faith. You got to have a heart, but don't just have a heart for Christians that go to life change. You got to have a heart for any believer in the world. I don't care where they go to church. I don't care what level of knowledge they have in Christ. They can be in a whole nother denomination. But God may have them there just for a season until God bring them to different knowledge. You got to treat them just like you would treat somebody that come to life change. When Paul met those people in Acts chapter 19, they already had some biblical knowledge. Paul say, what you believe? They say John's baptism. And guess what they did with John's baptism? They followed it with all their heart the best that they could. Until God brought Paul to them to increase them. So you never know who you are talking to when you're meeting other believers. Praise God. Praise God. You can't just have a heart for Christians in life change. If somebody on your job say they're a Christian, y'all start fellowshipping. And you start sharing knowledge with them. And guess what? You can't be like, well, I want you to come to my church. And then they say, well, you going to come visit with me? No. Wouldn't make life change so great to where they got to come visit with you, but you can't go visit with them. What kind of example you set? Wouldn't make our church so great to where if somebody say, hey, man, will you come visit with me? Well, no, y'all don't teach like me. I'm not going over there. What you afraid of? 
if the God that you serve, if you're confident in and you're solid, you're not going to be tossed about with everything that you hear. Sometimes you got to, Paul said, I became all things to all men that I might win some. How are you going to win somebody and the only thing you care about is if you come with me to life change? The only way I'm a fellowship with you, you got to come to life change. Where, where, you, where you get that from? Do you know what I mean? When Michael blow his trumpet in the end of time, he's not blowing his trumpet just for people that go to life change. He's going to blow his trumpet for Christians that come from all over the world. Japanese people going to come up in there. People from Spain going to be in that number. People from Iraq. People from Germany and China. God got Christians all over the world. He said they're going to come from the four corners of the earth and you just only want a fellowship if they come to life change. But what you going to do when you get to the other side and you see somebody that don't look like you? You going to wait till you get the glory to fellowship with other people? Let's not be so naive, man. Let's, 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 we're not trying to take life change logo and make it the face of Christianity all over the world. I'm going to tell you that right now. That's not what I'm after. <laughs> Amen. I love life changing. You've got to have a name to do business. You've got to have a name to function. You've got to have a name to register. You've got to be legit. But the body of Christ is bigger than life change, people of God. So don't get on your job and separate people just because you might hear them say one thing different than what we do over here. If they saying they're Christian people, become a friend to them. Can y'all become a strength to one another? Can y'all pray together? Y'all get in the word together. Who knows where it's going to go? Don't meet Christians and just the first thing you do is x-ray them to see what they believe. Before you even form a relationship with them, you want to argue with them. They don't even know you yet. And the first thing you want, what you believe. You don't even, y'all don't even know each other. You what you believe. <laughs> Can we just go catch this burger from five guys right quick? <laughs> I got about 30 minutes to get back. Can we just kind of break a little bread right quick? Can y'all get to know one another first? And then when you get to those hurdles, they're going to know that it's out of love that you're sharing different types of information. After y'all form a relationship, he that winneth souls is wise. Seek to build relationships and who you are, what you've learned, that don't go nowhere. But God is going to give you wisdom on when to have dialogue. Got to be led by the spirit, praise God. Oh, my God. I meet all kind of people, man. Meet all kind of people. I'm looking forward to the, the, the next season, and I just want to meet people from all over the world. Fellowship with all kind of believers. Praise God. Can I get an amen? See, and that's what crossing Jordan looked like. When you get into the land of promise, it don't look like what Egypt looked like, and it don't look like the wilderness. But when you cross over into what God has promised you, it will look different, praise God. Look in chapter 5. Look at chapter 5. So they crossed Jordan. They moved into their area of stability. And it came to pass when all the kings of the Amorites, which were on the side of Jordan westward, 
and all the things of the Canaanites, which were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan before the children of Israel until, they, until we passed over, that their heart melted. Neither was their spirit in them anymore because of the children of Israel. Think about that. They moved into that land, and God was subduing all the enemies before them. See, that's what you got to learn. You got to let vengeance be in God's hand. You got to learn how to let God fight your battles. Whenever you learn, it takes maturity to put things in God's hand and be patient until he work it out. Because what happens is when something happens to you, your emotions get there, your mind telling you things, but maturity is going to say, man, God got this. God going to take care of it. And sometimes God may not take care of it when you want him to. Number one, and he might not take care of it how you want him to. Y'all heard what I just said? <laughs> he may not take care of it when you want him to and how he want him, you want him to, but he will take care of it. He said, vengeance is mine. What he said after that? I will repay. So as Christian people, you got to learn how to put things in the hands of God and be patient and wait on God. Praise God. Amen. Y'all stand up on your feet. Amen. I know I didn't preach to y'all long today. That's okay. Amen. I hope the word bless you. She said that was good. Amen. God just put that up on my heart. Praise God. And I just wanted to share that with you. Amen. Somebody say it's time to cross my Jordan. Somebody say no more instability. Somebody say it's time to get stable. And say when I do get in Jordan, there will be competition. The enemy will fight me. But God promised me this. And God's going to subdue all of my enemies. I say, God, the word say God is going to subdue all of your enemies. All of your enemies of sin. All of the enemies of poverty. All of the enemies of doubt. All of the enemies of insecurity, fear. I don't care what the enemy try to throw at you. I don't care what he been speaking to you. I don't care what he been telling you. Every enemy that rise up against you, God is going to subdue it. Because he spoke it in his word. Praise God. And I'm going to go for us to tell you that this week coming up, don't look for it to be like last week. Y'all heard what I just said? I say, don't look for this week to be like last week. Because God is going to shift some things in your life. I want y'all to receive that. I told y'all this word has some prophetic tone to it. God, if you receive this word, the things that were bothering you before you came to church today, when you leave out of this service, those things are going to be broken off of you. Praise God. All these anxieties and worries and fears and doubts and bondages. Leave that on the other side of Jordan. I say leave all of that on the other side of Jordan. Leave all those bitterness and all of that. Leave that on the other side of Jordan. And as we move on the other side of Jordan, let us enter in with a new spirit, with new zeal, new excitement, new energy, praise God. Don't let this new week be like last week. Some of you probably limped in here today. Leave that on the other side. Leave your weaknesses on the other side. I'm going to go this far. Leave your sicknesses on the other side of joy. 
cross Jordan with the same sickness as you had. Don't cross Jordan thinking the same way. When you cross Jordan, ask God, God, give me a mind change. God, change my heart. Let this be your prayer. God, renew in me a right spirit, praise God. Pray like David prayed. David said, create in me a clean heart, oh God. He said, purge me with hyssop that I might be clean. He said, wash me thoroughly from my sin, oh God. If you had sinned before, John, don't take that on the other side of joy. Oh, my God. Because how many of you can feel the presence of God? I know I can feel it. Amen. As we get ready to go into the presence of God, hallelujah. Oh, man, that music sounds so good. Y'all, I miss this. Being in the presence of the Lord in the house of God. I can feel the Holy Ghost all in this place. I miss this, man. Amen. Like God was just waiting on us to get in here today. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for your presence. God, as we get ready to move into a new season, crossing our charts. God, let us leave all of the pain, all of the bondages, God, all of the addictions, God, all of the hurt, God, all the anger. God, all the frustration, sicknesses, all the instability, God, all of the temptations, God, all of the anxieties, God, all of the worries. God, as you shift us and move us, and as we cross over, my Lord God, thank you for the word of God. So much life in it, God so much strength in it God so much power in it oh God God it energizes us oh God it washes us oh God God it cleans us oh God flood this place with the Holy Ghost right now God flood this place with the Holy Ghost God flood this place with the Holy Ghost God flood this place with your spirit Oh God, Hallelujah, God. Fill the house, God. Come on, saints, lift up your hands right where y'all receive the Holy Ghost. Come on, let it flow, let it flow. Lift up your hands. Come on, the Bible say, quench not the Spirit of God. Come on, the Bible say, quench not the Spirit of God. Come on, quench not the Spirit of God. Come on, let it flow, let it flow. Come on, let it flow, let it flow. Come on, let it flow, let it flow. Come on, let it refresh you. Come on, let him wash you. Come on, let him clean you. What are the basaki? God, wash us, God. Clean us, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Come on, this is your crossing over moment right here. Come on, come on. This is your moment right here. Come on, cross over. Fill us with your spirit, God. Fill us with your power, Lord. Wash away, God, every addiction. Wash away every bondage. Wash away every heartache and every pain. Yes.
on, saints. Come on, saints. Come on, saints. Come on, saints. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, let it flow, let it flow. Come on, right where you are, let it flow, let it flow. Come on, cross Jordan with us. Come on, look at the Holy Ghost falling in this place. Come on, let it flow. He said in the last days, he said I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, praise God. Come on, the wind of God is filling this place. Flood this place, God. Come on, if you're watching online, pray with us right now. Come on, cross over with us. Come on, come on, we missed this. Come on, we missed this. Come on, church, pray with me. We missed this. The presence of the Lord is here. pray with me saints let's push through come on pray with me pray with me let's push through flood this place oh God with the spirit of your presence fill us God fill us God fill me up God come on fill me up God fill me up God Fill me up, God. Fill us up, God. Come on, let it flow. Fill me up, God. Come on, come on, come on. Fill me up, God. Come on, come on. Fill me up, God. Yeah, God. church this prayer meeting time right here come on this prayer time right here come on this prayer time come on this prayer time come on this prayer time fill us up God fill us up God church let us call upon our God nobody like you God there's none like you in all the earth oh God none like you in all the earth oh God nobody like you Lord we worship you save our souls God pour out of your spirit out of your spirit come on we almost done come on come on somebody breaking through come on somebody breaking through yes 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 God yes Lord yes Lord whatever I see it thank you Father 
thank you for order of my mandolin that my secret the Come on, cross over, cross over. Come on, cross over, cross over. Come on, the Spirit of God say, cross over, cross over into freedom, cross over into holiness, into righteousness, into purity, in freedom. Come on, cross over. Order the Basie, God. I we're crossing over God I believe you right now God I take you at your word God I believe you right now God I believe you God I believe your word God shift us oh God shift us oh God shift us oh God we don't want to be the way we were before we came, God. Shift our minds, oh God. Shift our hearts, oh God. Shift our spirits, oh God. I don't want to be the same, God. I don't want to be the same, God. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a right spirit in me, oh God. I don't want to be the same God God I want to be brand new God hallelujah God I want to be a new creature God filled with faith and love for you God Father I thank you I worship you I honor you I bless you Shift this ministry, God. Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you for the strength that you have deposited in this place today. I thank you. I thank you, God. I'm grateful. I thank you, God. Thank you for your word, God. God, those that are battling, God, grab them by the hand. Lead them, God. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Come on, church, let us thank him on the way out. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Come on, the presence of God is so thick in this place. Come on, let us not. Y'all, we had 90 days where we couldn't get in the presence like this. Come on, I treasure this. I savor this. This precious to me. Hallelujah. This is precious to me. For 90 days, I couldn't do this. Hallelujah, Lord God. God, I treasure this, oh God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. God, I have so much to be thankful for. Thank you. God, so much to be grateful for. God, thank you. God, heal everybody watching, God. Heal everybody in attendance, oh God. God, I believe you right now, God. That you're going to do more miracles, signs and wonders in this new season. We're crossing over, God. 
manifest your glory manifest your power God yes God the Bible saying God that even while Peter was speaking while he was speaking the Holy Ghost came and filled that place while he was speaking God I believe in this new season that's what we're going to see a lot the spirit of God is going to begin to flood arenas God I'm believing you for revival oh God the heart of man is sensitive right now God bring revival in the earth oh God hallelujah Lord yes cause ministries to come together for the purpose of the kingdom God God let every wicked agenda be exposed in pulpits God that's blocking the people of God from being one move it out the way God so that the kingdom of God can begin to unite all over the world and advance and push move unite your people oh God unite believers oh God pull down walls barriers Lord Jesus you abolish the wall of petition that was between Jews and Gentiles and I'm asking you today for a new abolishment of denominational lines of church lines racist lines things that divide us oh God abolish these walls oh God so that the people of God can be one abolish these immature mindsets these immature agendas men building empires and kingdoms for themselves cause the people of God to see so that they can be free God free your people oh God for the sake of the kingdom uniting for the sake of your agenda pushing let your people be one God Paul wrote in the book of Rome to Corinth he said let there be no division among you hallelujah Lord God God racism is division oh God different denominations that's divisions oh God God let there be no black churches God let there be no white churches God God there's only one church oh God but there's only one church God God though we gather in different places and under different ministry names God but there's only one church oh God and that's the church of our Lord Jesus Christ there's only one church oh God let the people of God unite abolish everything God that divide the people for the apostle Paul said there'll be no division among us there'll be no schism in the body let leaders have a heart to unite God's people all over the world God God I said all over the world God God not just in Louisiana God God not just in Florida God not just in New York God not just in Canada God let Canadian Christians God worship with African Christians oh God God let Japanese Christians oh God worship with Christians in the UK oh God God let us now God begin to manifest what the body of Christ is about God believers all over the world 
coming together in one heart, in one spirit, in one purpose, and that's to advance the kingdom of God. Thank you for today, God. Give your people wisdom, God, on how to maneuver and win souls so that the kingdom of God can thrive and be strong. God, the world don't need another church name. God, the world needs Jesus. God, the world don't need a denomination. God, the world needs Jesus. God, the world don't need a human savior. God, the world needs Jesus, God. God, the world needs Jesus, oh God. Help the church to bring the world Jesus, God. God, we want to lift up Jesus. And the scriptures say that if we lift up Jesus, hallelujah, that all men be drawn unto him. In the name of Jesus, bless your people this week. Keep them and watch over them in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. We're going to read our benediction and we're going to go. I'm just so happy to see all of y'all today. Amen. When I woke up this morning, amen, it felt like the first day of school or something. Like I had a game or something going on. I had butterflies in my stomach. I said, man, I get to go. I understand when the writer said, I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of God. I literally woke up excited to get into the house of God. And I'm thankful. I know we still have limited capacity and I know everybody could return for various reasons but like I said I don't want anybody to feel guilty amen that's how we all want in spirit amen but the glory of the Lord filled this place today and I pray that wherever you watching from that you felt what we felt praise God but needless to say obviously y'all know I'm excited to be back in church And prayerfully, amen, leadership everywhere can be on the same page because COVID didn't die. Praise God, it's still out there. So be careful, be precautious, amen. I thank God for the logistical way everything was set up with the temperature checks and thank God everybody, we didn't have to turn anybody around, praise God. But I thank God because a lot of businesses and churches didn't come through COVID and I thank God that God gave us wisdom even financially God help us amen because God began to share with us it's just like your personal house amen if you make a hundred dollars you don't spend a hundred dollars if you make a hundred dollars you better put ten twenty dollars up because rainy days gonna come and so it is in business so it is in church amen you gotta have money saved because you never know what's gonna happen so I thank God for all of you that have contributed even through this pandemic because of your contributions, amen. We can still keep on rolling on, praise God. So y'all stand up. We're going to read this number six. Amen. And we're going to get ready to go. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Y'all remember this, how we used to read this every week? How many of y'all been seeing that number six all, 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 all around you? Look, Josh raised his hand. He said, I know I've been seeing it. Amen. So let's read that. And I like this in our atmosphere. Y'all ready? One, two, three. The Lord, y'all, hold on. We're going to read it. We crossed Jordan. So we're going to read this strong with some authority today. Praise God. Y'all ready? One, two, three. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. 
the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. And oh, look, they added a little piece. All right, look. Y'all read this too. Y'all ready? One, two, three. Do you have to tell people about it or they won't know about it? So let's do this. Y'all going to do a check in on y'all page right quick? And say y'all came to church today? I'm going to check in. Let me go do my check in. Hold on. Let me go to my thing. And on y'all hashtag, put Crossing Jordan. And then we're going to go. I'm so glad they put that. If you don't tell, it's a good way to tell somebody. I got about 3,000 friends. I'm about to tell them I went to church today. Okay, let me remember how you do this. Hold on. 